When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 5, Episode 19, chapter titled, Eric Hollywood. That's right, Cassie, it's finally an Eric episode. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a good Eric episode. It's so exciting. It is very exciting. Um, I, I guess, how have you been, Tanya? I just, every week, it's just, how have you been? Yeah, and nothing's really changed, so we don't even need to talk yeah. about how we've been. Like, <laughs> we can just jump right into the episode. Let's, um, let's, you know what else we did? <laughs> <laughs> we talked, or we watched Boy Meets World, Season 5, Episode 19, Chapter Titled. Eric Hollywood. Um, man, it's weird just to jump right into the episode. It is. I mean, we could do some acting, do some improv, and we can pretend like we did stuff this week. Oh, um, I got a job as a theater worker. And I fell off a balcony. And I broke the balcony on purpose so you would fall. And I divorced you. What? We're we're pretending. I'm so <laughs> pretending. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, watch Boy Meets World. Um... And now you're Alden Hollywood. Now I'm Alden Hollywood. Uh, and then we recorded a podcast. That's true. That's Is not it? acting. Is it? Maybe I'm not a very good actor. Maybe you are. You act like you have energy every week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm that good at it. I think a lot of times it's uh, obvious that I don't have any. I think we do a pretty good job making it sound like we had enough caffeine to get through the day. Mm. Well, anyway... Uh, we're going to talk about Boy Meets World now. Mm -hmm. Tanya, can you please blurb me up? Gladly. The blurb for Season 5, Episode 19, Eric Hollywood is... Eric discovers he has a talent for acting. Ooh, just like us. Just like us. Remember that time that we found acting? Five minutes ago. Uh, no, it was this week. Earlier this week. Oh, yeah. We just pretended mm -hmm. five minutes ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've been practicing for that this whole week. Why do you guys listen to this show? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I'm not going to talk about who wrote and directed this episode yet. I'm going to talk about that later on for a good reason. Oh, um, I have that to talk about too. Oh, you looked it up? That's my job. Oh, I'm just going to start doing the blurb now. Hey, no, I'm I didn't look blurb. that up. I, I thought, never mind. Okay. <laughs> um... Anyway, classroom or not, where do we start, Tanya? Classroom or not? We start with some uh, Shakespearean Renaissance style music while staring at the biggest college I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was... Uh... It looked like Notre Dame. It did. <laughs> it did. Um, but it, Notre Dame isn't that big. But it had that same look to it, you know? Like the like the way the building was designed looked mm -hmm. like that. No, it definitely had like a rustic look. Like it mm -hmm. had like the like a tower on it. Mm -hmm. What was where was that? I don't know. If we were good podcasters, yeah. we would have looked up like this building that we're about to talk about for five minutes. Maybe we should find out. Yeah, what I'm it gonna, was. I'm gonna go back to Exhibit A and ask you guys why you listen to our show because. <laughs> 
Oh boy. Uh, anyway, uh, you guys are fantastic. Thank you. Um, so no, no classroom. No, we're not in the classroom. We zoom into a the theater. theater. Like a like a school theater, right? But it definitely, definitely looks like a middle school theater does, and yeah. not a college theater. Like there are high school theaters that look more like theaters than that college theater. It's true. Yeah, it was very small, but maybe that's just camera tricks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get it? Later yeah. on. Um, Remember that. <laughs> Eric... Uh, Eric's coming down from like behind the stage and he's talking to the girl who I guess is going to play Juliet who's getting her dress adjusted and he's like well I fixed the balcony for you he's, he's got like a hammer hanging from his belt like he's mm-hmm. got the like the obvious handyman stuff on and she's like is it secure and he's like yeah definitely it's secure wait do he I seem like I'm not secure yeah he says it's secure as I am and then yeah and then, tumble, tumble, guy falls. Romeo falls. Romeo falls. Yeah. Um, it is a Shakespearean theater that I guess they do multiple Shakespeare plays and not just Romeo and Juliet. But the lead actor falls and he's pinned under pieces of the balcony. And Eric's like, well, you know, this is what I get for um, thinking that glue is our nails cousins is that what he says well it was the the director comes in and he starts yelling at eric he's like Mm -hmm. who put this together and eric goes you know what it's my fault you know far be it for me to to think that glue was the nail silent cousin so the director starts going on and on about like what's he gonna do his lead actor is down like he goes over to him and he's just like are are you sure you can't do this and the actor is like still underneath the pieces of balcony and he definitely, definitely is not capable of acting. He's hurt. He's hurt. The director is like, what? And like he's he's that like um, stereotypical overdramatic drama teacher mm-hmm. where he's just like, what will we do? My lead is, is gone. And Eric goes, ah, well, you're pretty old, so maybe retire? <laughs> and... uh he goes on about how there's going to be like talent scouts in the in the crowd. Like the guy from the Penny Saver is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Penny Saver? Yeah, I love the Penny Saver. Yeah, Tell, explain what the Penny Saver is to the people who. It was like kind of a book for couponers. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have like restaurant coupons in it and special deals that were for the week and stuff like that. It was like a sale special paper. Special deals for the week. <laughs> not, for, not for weak people, but for weekly deals. Uh, it was like a sale paper, only it was a magazine. Right. Um. So anyway, I'm just thrown off by the whole uh, coupons for the week. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, Eric is like, I mean, okay, I'll I'll get my I'll get my tights and the little booties so I can be Romeo. And he's like, you think you can be Romeo? He's like, I have been here since the first not and he immediately goes into like a soliloquy a, a soliloquy where he's like grabbing the director's face and like mm, like really like treating him like juliet he is such a good actor he was very good and the director like almost gets like flustered mm-hmm. <laughs> uh as eric is gazing into his eyes reading as romeo and uh he goes, okay, go get the tights on. And Eric goes, okay, I'll go get the tights on. Wait, 
did I get the part then? <laughs> and he does explain at this point that he knows all of the lines. Oh, that yeah. He can, he can do any of them because he's been working on the sets since the first practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he got the part. He got the part. Now we cut two later at a different, at a play night. I guess it's the same night. Yeah, we're on the stage. It's the night Oh, the opening night of the play. You know it's a hit play because all 18 chairs are full. <laughs> Jack is Mercutio. How do you say it? Mercutio? I've always had trouble with um, Shakespeare. Hakuna Matata. Anyway, Jack is in the play and now he is playing um, opposite Eric, who is, I thought he was Romeo, but later I hear a bunch of other play names thrown out so i don't even know at this mm. point maybe he maybe he actually they were doing like um where they take pieces of plays a and they mash do like up. they did a play mashup. no there's an actual like theatrical name for my it. favorite play mashup is when they did romeo and juliet but it was playing green days like uh wake me up when september ends in the background that's my favorite mashup Anyway, there's an actual theatrical name for it when it's um, almost like a showcase of scenes from different plays. So maybe that's what it was. And Eric was playing different parts in different They really wanted to showcase their best stuff for the penny saver. Right. Yeah. Um, So Jack and Eric do an amazing job. Everyone is happy. Eric does an amazing job. I mean, Jack doesn't do a lot, but there's a sword fight. Mm-hmm. And it's very convincing. Mm-hmm. They do a great job together. Do the talent scouts want to see Jack? I, I don't think so, but that's not the point. The point is, this guy who couldn't build sets to save his life mm-hmm. was an acting genius. A fantastic Shakespearean actor. Like, the thought is, is that Jack would have been practicing for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, mm-hmm. and Eric hasn't practiced at all well it's another it's another situation where everyone's just like dumb eric dumb eric dumb eric but then he's just around the play and he learns everyone's lines yeah like he does somebody else's lines at one point um and he like he's just that smart right um it's just proof that everyone is smart just in different ways like the things that we absorb individually like the things that I absorb are not the things that you absorb. And sometimes that makes it a little bit hard. It can make you feel kind of less than because you're wondering why when you feel like you are smart in some areas, you're not smart in other areas. You just absorb things differently. Yeah. Eric's really smart. Yeah, I agree. Um, anyway, so he does amazing. They go to take their final bow and um, Eric talks to the girl who plays Juliet and and he's like, so when I was just a stagehand, you didn't even want to talk to me. But now that I did a really great job and everybody's clapping for us, you're into me. And um, he says, you know, there's a name for that, right? And she goes, what is it? And he goes, Mrs. Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> And then we cut to um, the kitchen. We mm-hmm. cut to the kitchen. Um, Eric walks in. They're talking about all of, like, how great he did in the play. Um, we forgot the said, South Park reference. I didn't catch the South Park reference. He actually did Cartman for his, for the director. Did he? Yeah. He was like, I can do this. I can do this person. I can do this one. I can do Cartman. And then he does a whole line of Cartman from South Park. 
and then I he gets that. he gets the part. Oh, damn! How did you miss that? I don't know. It Why was... do you guys listen to this podcast? <laughs> it's because um, you're so charming. They listen to be charmed by you. Mm-mm, that's not it for sure. Anyway, Eric walks into the kitchen. He's just like, "Parents, I found my niece." <laughs> and they're like, uh, do you, you mean, mean your niche? niche? And um, they they talk about how good he did. Um, he he He's bringing in the newspaper so he can read his own reviews. And they're like, are you sure you want to do that? And he says, yeah, you got to re- you got to pay attention to all the bad reviews, too. And Morgan goes, there aren't any bad reviews. And he goes, I know. He's very excited. Um, and then... Uh... Amy turns the paper on. She's like, oh, there's a sale at such and such place. And Eric's like, that's not about me. Well, because she had said, don't let this go to your head. And he's like, I would never. And then obviously, boom, it's gone to his head. Now we cut to the apartment. The apartment where Eric lives, but is not. Right. Thank goodness that he is not there. Oh, you're right. Because if he had been there, this episode would not have existed. Sean is there. He's getting ready to go to a basketball game with Corey, I think. Uh, with Jack. Well, he, Corey is supposed to be getting Oh, there. yeah. So there's a knock at the door, and Sean's like, oh, Jack, hurry up. Corey's here. He, he's going to be waiting for us. And then he opens the door, and it's Topanga. <gasps> Topanga? What is Topanga doing there? Well, she's there to talk to Sean. Why? She wants to talk to him about whether or not they're still going to be friends, because Sean has been avoiding her. Which is weird, because last week, they basically kissed because they're friends. Remember? No. Sean was an alcoholic for 24 hours, and then, like, everybody made up, everything was fine, and, like, one of them kissed the other one on the cheek or the Mm -hmm. forehead or something. Like, they were friends. Yeah, it's almost like they just keep doing the same stories over and over again. Anyway, so, we go to... No, we're still in the apartment. Yeah, we go to still in the apartment. We go to still in the apartment. Eric is uh, not not there there still. Oh, my God. Cutting that out. Cutting no. this out. No. No, that was funny. Anyway, so Topanga comes in and she's like, I just really want to talk to you um, because I want to make sure that we're good, that we're still friends. Sean is kind of like, hey, you got to go because Corey's coming. Um, and Jack walks in and she immediately goes, Jack, what's wrong with your face? And Sean is just like... Yeah, see, like, can you imagine being her friend? Like, this is not how you treat your friends. And Topanga's like, no, seriously, Jack, it looks like you have chicken pox. And Jack was like, what? No, I don't. And she's like, are you itchy? And he's like, not on my face once, right? He says, not, no, my no, my face isn't itchy. And then he, like, holds his arm up and he's like, these ones itch, though. And he's and, got spots all over his arms. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, you definitely have chicken pox. You can't go. The door, th- there's somebody at the door now. And Sean is like, that's Corey. And she runs to the door and she slams it like as Corey's opening it. And she's like, Corey, you can't be here. They have chicken pox. You can't come in. And Sean is like, he's not going to listen to you. He's my best friend. And he opens the door and Corey is gone. Yeah, the elevator's closing. Meanwhile, Jack is having like an existential crisis. He's like, I don't want to die. And Sean is like, 
Plus, you said they have chicken box. It's not both of us. It's just Jack. And she goes, really? And just lifts up Sean's shirt. Yeah, they're very close. They like, are very close. I don't feel like they were as close when Corey and Topanga were together mm. as they are when they are not together. Anyway, she lifts up his shirt. He's got uh, chicken box all over his stomach. And she's like, you want me to connect the dots? It was very flirty. <laughs> what the... I mean, once the chicken pox get involved, I think it's less flirty. I don't know. I feel like she had that, like, war nurse falls in love with the <laughs> with the injured soldier complex. The next time you have poison ivy, I'm going to be like, hey, do you want me to connect all your poison ivy? And you're going to be, like, so into it. Because you're going to be like, look at him flirting with me. I didn't say they were into it. I just said it was flirty. Okay. Okay. I don't. I don't know. It seemed flirty to me, but we've established flirting and me are not like, we're not friends with each other. So I don't really understand flirting, but it seemed flirty. We're not going to get into that. Not today. We've already gotten into it before. We're saving it for the season five wrap up. We're going to talk all about Tanya's flirting issues. It's just that I don't understand flirting. No, it's going to anyway. be a four-hour show. Um, so Topanga's, like, putting them on quarantine. They can't leave. They both have chicken pox. Jack has... She's basically told Jack that he's, like, full-blown chicken pox and that Sean is half-blown chicken pox. And Jack is like, well, you're dying too now. And Sean's like, no, I have never felt better in my entire life. And then he, like, stops. He's like, actually, I have felt better before oh my gosh catch me and he, he just like falls into her arms trust falls and she catches him how flirty he's yeah he's dying <laughs> um so now we go back to another play another play night uh, amy and alan are waiting for eric after the play they're uh, telling him how great he was they can't believe how into it he was like it, what's his motivation amy for is like lines? amy is like i can't even believe when you jumped into the grave with her and you wept openly. openly like how did you find your motivation for that and he like grabs the script like he's like cheating on a test and he's like they, they wrote it right here look at this it says wept openly it's right there they just give it to you <laughs> it was really funny and Feeney comes in he's like a true thespian and eric's like yeah i know and then um three guys come in with the director? Um, I just know the three guys come in. Well, a guy comes in. A guy comes in. Feeney is like, oh, this is blah, blah, blah from Juilliard. And we've got a scout from Juilliard, uh-huh. a scout from a Shakespeare company, like the biggest Shakespeare company in the United States, and then a scout from ABC. And Feeney knows who the scout from Juilliard is, and he knows who the scout from the Shakespeare Company is. And he acts like Eric's an idiot for not knowing. Right. And then the guy from ABC is like, and I'm from ABC. And Mr. Feeney's like, what's that? And um, Eric says, the American Broadcasting Company, uh, it's the number one network in the world alphabetically. (laughs) (laughs) So the guy from ABC is like, hey, how would you like to go to Hollywood and be a star? Right, they all basically offer him, like, Juilliard is like, you can come study with us, Mm -hmm. and the um, Shakespeare company is like, whatever, you can just come and be in our company. Mm -hmm. And then the guy from ABC is like, how would you like to be on the television? And, of course, Eric's like, TV for me. Whip cut to a montage. 
that that Alden didn't watch. Why are you until, calling me out? Because I couldn't you I couldn't believe that you didn't watch like the whole montage. So you see like Eric walking through this back lot like of the studio and he's like picking up props and he goes over to a payphone and he picks it up. Um he picks up like the receiver and he holds it up to his ear and then someone walks over and picks up the whole thing because it's just a prop and Eric is just like dumbfounded. Um, and then up drives Mr. Feeney in a golf cart. So I guess they just like throw golf carts at people. Like the moment they're at the studio, they don't have like a guy drive them around. They're just like, oh, you're here to be on TV and you're here to help him. Here's a golf cart. So Feeney drives him around and they pull up to a studio that has a banner on it that says... (laughs) It says, Kid Gets Acquainted with Universe. So that's, that's the name of the show. That's the show that Eric is auditioning for. Yeah, and Eric is just like, thanks for coming, Mr. Feeney. I, I w- it would have been so embarrassing to be here with my parents. <laughs> and uh, as they're standing there talking, Mr. Feeney is like, you just need to be careful out here in Hollywood. The sharks will get you. Yeah, he's like, it's just swimming with sharks. And Eric's like, everyone I've met so far is like, this is the most wonderful place in the world. It's just got the most courteous and nice and wonderful people. Boom. And a golf cart crashes into their golf cart. And they turn and look and it crashes over again. She's just like, you're in my spot. And it's this kid. And she's just like, you're in my spot. And just keeps crashing over and over again and yelling that they're in her spot. And it's definitely morgan Mm -hmm. um and she's got like sunglasses on and they're like what are you even doing driving around like you're just a little kid and she's like i'm 42 years old i just play children on television and then she grabs eric's butt and is like "Ooh," and then walks away how awkward and kind of awful was that (laughs) to make a child grab a grown man's butt yeah but it was funny it was funny, but, like, that's also really... I didn't even think about it until this moment. Like, she is a child. She's not 42, and she definitely grabbed a grown man's butt. Like, mm. I don't know. It's a little <laughs> weird. It's it's definitely weird. That's what made it funny. Right, but if it were a boy grabbing a girl's butt, it would be bad, too. Like... No, I think if it were an adult grabbing a child's butt. Like, if Eric had grabbed yeah. her butt back, that would have been not funny or f- interesting or anything anymore. It would have been like, I don't want to watch this episode any longer. Right. But, anyway. Um, so we cut back to the apartment, the, the chicken pox. Chicken pox central. Mm-hmm. Chicken pox ground zero. And um, Topanga and Jack are sitting on the couch, and Jack is, like, laying in Topanga's lap while she reads a giant book the size of, like, a dictionary. And she's at the end, and they're, like openly weeping Ooh, without a script. says right there in the script. <laughs> They're crying about the end of this book, but Sean is not taking part. He is in the kitchen wearing a shirt that was so much a sign of that year. It was, um, like, I think I had that exact shirt. But, oh. Which is weird. Okay. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure I had it. Um And he's just like, all right, Topanga, we're better now. Goodbye. Get out of here. And um, Topanga's like, no, like, Jack is really sick. And Jack is like, no, you brought my fever down to like 102. He says Topanga is a great nurse, Sean. Uh, She brought my fever down to 103. (laughs) That's down to malaria level. (laughs) 
I, I think I can go back to my village now. And then flops over onto the other side of the couch. And Topanga's just like, Sean, like, you guys are not okay. I'm here to take care of you. Why are you being like this? And Jack is like, he's being like this because he doesn't want to be friends with you because you broke up with his best friend. Um, and he doesn't want to tell you that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says that all like, Deliriously. Deliriously, yeah. He's he's obviously not thinking. Mm-hmm. He's just like, uh, it's like when you're drunk and you say something that exactly. you shouldn't have said. Um, so anyway, it we get the sad music, and we cut back to Hollywood. And Topanga, Topanga does um, acknowledge that as like the truth. She's like, well, I guess, you know, he speaks the truth when he's delirious mm-hmm. or whatever. And Sean just kind of stands there all puppy dog eyed. Right, as the sad music plays. Right. So now we cut back to Hollywood. Um, we go to, uh, we see Corey and Sean, basically. We see Corey and Sean, and we don't know why yet. Corey is sitting there reading a mag or a, a newspaper, like, angrily, as they show Eric to the set. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that's not Corey and Sean. That's uh, the stars of, uh, what's the show? <laughs> Kid, Kid gets, gets acquainted. acquainted with the universe? Yeah. And he's like, well, this these are the stars of the show, Eric. This is uh, Ben, ben Sandwich. Sandwich. Uh, you might be familiar with his brother, Bread Sandwich, which was <laughs> so funny. Uh, and uh, he says to Ben Sandwich, he's like, this is Eric. He's going to be playing the long lost brother. And um, he walks away. And it leaves Eric and Ben Sandwich together. And Ben Sandwich grabs Eric and is like, let me make one thing clear. This is Kid Gets Acquainted with Universe, not uh, Long Lost Brother Gets Acquainted with Universe. Which is very funny and very self-aware because as we've realized throughout this series, it is more about Eric and more about Sean than it is about... Ben Sandwich. Well, this whole section is so self-aware. It's so self-aware, and it makes me really, really happy to think that all of these things that we've noticed that we're like, oh my goodness, like, why are they doing this? They all noticed it, too. Let's get there. Let's explain all the things that they say and then equate it to everything we've been saying for five Mm -hmm. and a half seasons. Um, It cuts over to uh, Shane. Uh, who is played by Schneider, which is Ryder and Sean mixed together. Mm-hmm. And he's a very shy. Like, shy person. He's very skittish and scared. And he's just like, I'm really shy. And I don't do well around people who aren't also shy. And then Topanga comes like... And we never get a name for Topanga. We never get a name for her. It um, what do you think like, her name would have been? Uh, Danielle Carp. Get it? Yeah. I get it, but it would have been like, so like Schneider is Sean and Ryder mixed together. Sure, but Ben Sandwich is Ben Savage, so right. you can't just, um, let's see, Daniel Fischel. Dan Panga. <laughs> <laughs> what if they're just like, her name is Topanga. And they're like, uh, I know this person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She anyway. doesn't have a name. She comes bursting in and she's like, oh, I'm shy too. I'm so introverted and like, I'm a butterfly. I don't even know. She says some she like. She says, he's just a wounded bird and I'm like him too. I'm a wounded bird too. 
and, and she like sits with him and he like freaks out on the couch and he's just like she's talking to me and then jack walks in he's got like a leather jacket on and he's like hey what are you doing here and uh he goes you they already have me why do they need you which it, is funny because that's kind of how Eric was when Jack came on the scene. Right. And then he like turns around and then he's like, wait, it's 2.15. Where's my banana? It's 2.15. I'm supposed to get my banana. Where are you, banana boy? Um, so he goes off looking for banana boy. And then we go over to Mr. Feeney who's standing in the classroom. Uh, classroom or not. Classroom. And he's like... How are people supposed to believe this? You have an entire classroom with nine desks. What, it, it, this isn't enough uh, students to be a class. And the director goes, uh, with camera cuts, we can make it look like a lot more. And Feeney's just like, oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, we, get, we look at Ben now, Ben Sandwich, and he grabs uh, Ryder, I mean, uh, Schneider, mm-hmm. and he's just like, listen. We're about to go and record. Give me something to work with this time, okay? And I felt this very viscerally because Alden does that every single week before we record our podcast. He's like, listen, I'm going to need you to give me something to work with this time. Stop yawning. Start talking. Listen, I cut that yawn out, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, but... Uh, uh, I keep I like I can't get names straight, and now I'm just like Shane Schneider. I I just anyway. So Schneider is like, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Corey. Don't get me. I mean Ben. Damn it! <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben. Don't get me kicked off the show. I I just I need this job so I can pay for college. And Ben is like, college. When you're done with this show, they're gonna give you an honorary degree. You'll be Doctor Shy Weirdo. <laughs> um, creepy. Weirdo. Creepy weirdo. Yeah. yeah. And then they start recording the scene, and it's it's basically like uh, a Boy Meets World episode. Right. And uh. It's it's Ben and Schneider, and Schneider's like, hey, yeah, let's go take your parents' car and, and take care of this. And Ben is like, but I've never driven my dad's car before. What? Are we seriously doing this story again? We've done this story a hundred thousand times. How can this be Kid Gets Acquainted with Universe? Every time I learn something new, I forget it. I must be the stupidest kid in the world. And, and he's just like screaming at the people behind the table. And he goes into this other room. And he's well, like, the, director, the writers are the worst writers. And they're yeah. like, no, we have the youngest, hippest writers. Like, they're doing, they're the very best there are. And and Ben walks into a room full of children. At a, at a kid's table. At a kid's table. And he starts yelling at them. He's like, this is garbage. Like, you're all fired. And here's where my trivia comes in. Okay, please give me your trivia. Okay, so the children at the table. Oh, she's got to she's got to turn her book so that she can get to all of her trivia. So the children at the table are played by Dylan and Claire McCracken. Ooh. And Rachel, Josh, and David Jacobs. Ah. So Michael Jacobs' three kids uh-huh. and Jeff McCracken's two kids. Look at that trivia. I know. I'm really proud of myself. I actually brought something to the table this week. See? I, that pep talk that I give you every week finally paid off. For once. And um, 
It'll never happen again. So anyway, the kids are just like, we, we're we doing the best we can. We can't we're, give us something to work with and blah, blah, blah. And one of the writers is like sitting there. One of the kid writers is sitting there. And, and as Ben is getting angry, he's like, write this down. We can use this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then Ben is just like, all right, you know what? You guys are all fired. And the little girl like grabs her phone and she's like, mommy, come pick me up. I'm fired again. And another kid is like... Kiss my diapered butt. And then another kid's just like, I'm too old and too rich for this. Mm-hmm. So cute. So now we go to the scene where it's going to be Eric's first scene. And Eric's name in this show is Derek. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're going to be Derek, the long lost older brother. Now's your chance to shine. Corey, Ben. Ben, Mr. Sandwich himself. Mr. Sandwich himself says, that's what he's like. He's holding a tube sock, right? And he's just like, you know, like, it this was This is my an lucky accident. tube sock. Well, it was, it's Derek's lucky tube sock. Oh, right, 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 right. He, uh, Sandwich shrunk them. Mm-hmm. Rory, right? Uh-huh. He was Rory. Rory, that's right. He's Rory. So Rory shrunk the tube sock. Derek is upset about the tube sock. And it's time for Derek's line. And what does he do? He says, ouchie McGrouchy, little bro. And then starts speaking with his Shakespearean accent to deliver the rest of the lines. And he just, I don't remember what exactly they he says. They kind of let him finish. And um, Mr. Frazier, the director, is like, okay, okay, okay. So that was really good for Shakespeare. But I'm going to need you to drop the Shakespearean accent. Just, like, be honest. Be yourself. You're basically playing yourself. So I need honesty. What is acting if not honesty? And Eric is like, just just. B might be honest. Okay, if that's what you want. So uh, it cuts back to um, Corey, uh, uh, Ben, giving his lines as Rory. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know what? I'm sorry. And Eric goes, no, you're not sorry. You're a jerk. You've been a jerk to everybody. And, um, And Ben Sandwich is just like, wait, what? What is happening right now? Like, that's not the line. And... Eric is just like, you, I just watched you be mean to the writers. I've watched you be mean to everyone and you're a jerk. And, and he goes off on a tangent. And then the next thing you see is Eric and Feeney sitting outside the studio. And Eric is just like, I I can't believe like, um, that you were right, Mr. Feeney. The, the, we came to LA and just who knew the windy city could be so mean. (laughs) And, uh, Feeney, he basically says, like, I'm not right for this. And Feeney gives him a whole big pep talk. Like He says, just because Mr. Frazier didn't think that you were, didn't like your performance and we got thrown out of the studio, it doesn't mean you aren't actually good. And Eric says, well, what did you think? He was like, well, I agree with Mr. Frazier. <laughs> right. Um, but you could still do this. It's just going to take work. If it's something that you really want, you need to go to school. You need to study acting. You need to get rejected at auditions. Like this is, there's a whole process to this that you could be good at eventually. It's not going to just fall in your lap. Frankly, it did just fall into his lap. Well, it did, but obviously it didn't last because it fell in his lap. That's what Mr. Feeney's saying. And and he really kind of tells him, like, you can do anything you want. You just have to work at it. And Eric goes, now I want to be the heavyweight champion of the world. And Mr. Feeney goes, let's go home. (laughs) So we go back to the apartment, um, Chicken Box Central, CPC. 
Um, and Sean is broody, and Jack is like, you're looking kind of bummed out. I think what you need to do is, you know, I don't know, call a friend and apologize. Her her name might be, might rhyme with Mashmanga. Mm-hmm. And Sean's like, look, you know, Corey is my best friend. This is ridiculous. Like... He says, "This is what you have to do when when your when mm-hmm. your best friend breaks up with somebody. You have to pick sides, and I had to pick sides, and I have to pick Corey, and and I wish I didn't have to." And Jack says, "Like you really should apologize to her." And he's like, "Yeah, right. She's never coming around here again, anyway." And Jack opens the door, and she's just standing there. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even look like she's about to knock. I don't know if she was standing there no, for a she, long time. She was standing there for three and a half days, just like <laughs> waiting for the door um, to open. And Jack's like, yeah, you're right. And Topanga goes in. Um, uh, Jack is like, oh, my favorite nurse, you did such a good job. And like hugs her and kisses her on the cheek. Um, And Topanga goes in. And Sean basically says the same thing to her. Like, but also starts to say, you know, when people break up, you know, when people are together, all you hear are the good things about the person. Yeah. So like, and he says, for 15 years, I've been waiting for Corey to tell me what he really thinks about you. And Topanga's like, I'm not here to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to, I want you to look me in the eye and tell me that we cannot be friends. And Sean continues and he's like, but you know what Corey has said about you? He still is only saying good things and it's it's breaking his heart and it would break my heart too. Well, he says he's so torn up about this, Topanga, and she goes, I'm torn up too. And he says, yeah, but I understand why he's torn up because if I lost a friend as good as you, if I was told we couldn't be friends anymore, I would be torn up about it too. And then they reconcile. Yeah. So they're best and friends she goes, again. Uh, he wants some soup. And he says, will you feed it to me? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Because it's sick people flirting. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so now we go to the kitchen, the mm-hmm. Matthews kitchen, where... Yes. Uh, Eric and Corey are playing out the tube sock thing. Right. Which we don't know at first. We just see Eric like digging through a basket of laundry. He's like, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Are they? And Corey comes down. He's like, oh, what are you looking for? What are you doing? And he's like, I'm trying to go play basketball and I cannot find my lucky tube socks. And Corey's like, oh, yeah, just for some reason, like, and, and I have no idea why I was doing laundry last night instead of mom. And I put your tube socks in the dryer and he like pulls them out and they're the shrunk tube socks. And um, Eric like freaks out. Oh, he says a line and Eric is like, wait, wait, wait. That's not the line. The line is, honey, I shrunk the tube socks. And then he starts, like he's like, I can't work this way. And starts throwing things around the kitchen and like storms off the set. And then Sean comes through the door and he's like, guess what? I blew up another mailbox. And he's like, did Will, did Will get angry again? And Corey's just like, yeah, really, 
angry. And they're like, what are we going to do? How are we going to replace him? And they look over and they're like, hey, banana boy, you want to be a star? And that's it. That's, that's the episode. It. Episode over, Tanya. Yep. How did you feel about this episode? I adored this episode. Well, so before you start talking, mm-hmm. let me go ahead and say what I meant to say as we were going over the TV stuff. Mm-hmm. This episode was directed by Alan Myerson. It was rip- written by Barbie Feldman. Oh. Uh, Barbie Feldman wrote the Raging Corey episode, mm-hmm. the, the episode where Corey um, is upset that he's not getting Alan's attention playing basketball, mm-hmm. and Eric is upset because he's not getting Alan's attention on anything intelligent, and then... And, at the end of the episode, you'll remember Eric goes out of his, like, Eric shows, like, I'm super smart. You guys just don't pay any attention to right. me. And so Barbie another... is a huge advocate for yeah. Eric. Yeah, she's a huge Eric fan. With good reason. Mm-hmm. And Barbie, whenever she is on an episode, she does a pretty good job, doesn't she? Well, I think this is only her second episode. I she, thought there were three. She does more. But so far, I think it's only the two. Oh, I thought it was three because there was... One where Barbie wrote and it was directed by someone else. And then there was the whole Barbie and Ken debacle where we forgot to talk about Barbie and Ken. Right. It was the second one. I thought that was the first one. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I looked through episodes. I only saw the other, the one. Oh, okay. Um, anyway. So well, then she's two for two. Yeah. Two for two. But... I do remember us talking about in that episode about how, like, they've done this before. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that, anyway, we'll get there. Tanya, how'd you feel? I adored it. Mm-hmm. I love this episode so much. I I will probably always have this, like, awe over how much I love Eric, even though, like, I've gotten sort of used to it, like... I still am just like, God, Eric is my favorite character. Like, who would have thought this yeah. is how it was going to turn out? Yeah. Um, he's just so delightful. And he hacks everything so perfectly. Just every second that he's on screen, he's okay with being over the top. Or he's okay with doing Shakespeare. And he, like, he's a genuinely good actor. Just such a good actor. And, and all, all of them are. Like, they're good actors. Right. We talked about that last week. But it's it's definitely clear to me, and I think it's clear to me with um, with Alan, too, but um, with Eric, well, with Will Friedel, like, mm-hmm. he, he gets the script every week, and, and he realizes, like, okay, they have me doing this this week. All right. Well, if that's how I'm supposed to play it this week, that's how I'm going to play it this week. Mm-hmm. And then the following week, he's written differently, and he's like, well... Okay, this is how I'm written. I'm going to do my best. And he does amazing yeah. with whatever he's given to work on. Right. Um, yeah, he's just so good. But it was, I don't know. It's just, I loved it so much. I love all of the overly self-aware things. I love the fact that the, you know, creator's kids were in it and the director's kids were in it. Like, it was just so perfect. And even the stuff with like Topanga and Jack and Sean, it was really interesting. And and I, I'm saying stuff about them flirting, but I also was hit with this realization that I, growing up, if you were affectionate towards someone of the opposite gender, it was automatically assumed that you were into them or you were flirting with them or whatever. And it, 
the same way that we've talked about how Sean and Corey kind of broke some of those walls of like, you can be affectionate with a friend that's a guy, like you can be affectionate with people and it's not romantic. I think they do that a lot in this show, even no matter what the gender, which is a really nice thing to see, even if it like confuses my brain a little bit, Mm. because there have been a few instances where Sean and Topanga, like they kiss on the cheek. Everyone kisses Topanga on the cheek. Topanga kisses everyone on the cheek. True, They're all huggers. Um, the fact that Jack was just like laying in her lap sick while she was reading, like if I was 17 years old and a guy had his head laying in my lap, even if he was sick, it would have been kind of assumed like, oh, what's going on over there? And I think it's healthy that this show is like, no, she's literally just reading him a book and he's sick. Mm-hmm. And then she's literally kissing her friend on the cheek because they just made up. Um, rewind way back when they like kissed because Sean was trying to comfort Topanga because she had to move. <laughs> yeah, that was a completely different thing. Like that was a, it didn't make sense. But all of the other affectionate things that they have people do with each other, I think, is a really healthy thing to see. Where it's not constantly like a, ooh, what's going to happen next with Jack and Topanga? Or like, what's going to happen next with Sean and Topanga? It's not like a love triangle between anyone. It's just genuinely a friend taking care of friends. So while I'm joking around about like, ooh, that was flirting, I also, my brain broke. Because I'm like, these are affectionate people who are just allowed to be affectionate as young people. You see Mm -hmm. it more with adults, but even like with the show Friends. So you have these, this group of friends that's very affectionate with each other, but then they all date each other. Right. So it still lends itself to that kind of like, eventually they're going to date. And it's also just not a good show, but anyway, (laughs) don't say that. Some of our listeners are very big fans. I know. I'm sorry. If 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 you guys have listened to the episodes of this podcast up until now, you realize that I, I don't like a lot of TV shows. So I'm not I'm not TV show guy, which is a problem <laughs> because I'm doing a TV show podcast like this TV show. He is Boy Meets World guy. I'm Boy Meets World. Like there are there's a handful of shows that I am that show guy. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not all in on the show i'm out on the show Mm -hmm. that's how i am in most of my life though if i'm not all in on this well now i'm i don't like it at all and when he is in on it like it's obsession and it's the only thing he ever talks about looks at i was trying to find more critical role stuff this week like um so much anyway how i felt about this episode um It was a really refreshing one, too, because it could have had a whole bunch of, like, problematic jokes in it. Like, they're in a different environment that's also, like, the same environment. And they could have made some really off-color jokes that we would have talked about and been like, oh, that wasn't good. But we didn't have that Mm -hmm. this episode. And it was so great. Alan wasn't a jerk. It was so great. Like... It was just a refreshing episode all around, and it was wonderful. And that's how I felt about it. How did you feel about it? I thought it was so good. It was. This is probably a top five episode. I think. Mm-hmm. Just um, it. It was so well written, and it was so funny. And it, Eric is just so good. 
Uh, and, I, and I love getting to see when he is embraced for who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where we're seeing, like, he might be kind of uh, dumb in some aspects, but that's he's not a dumb guy. Right. Uh, he's got all of these talents. He's super smart. Um, he loves the arts, and, and that's what we saw in Barbie's previous episode with him. Like, he loves... Um, artistic things Mm -hmm. and um, that all of the self-aware stuff was so perfect for two people who have been doing a podcast for 103 episodes about this television show right like I don't think those jokes have ever hit with me the way they hit tonight right they hit tonight because we've been saying over and over and over again they keep acting like they've never done these stories before and then doing them again. Like, Corey keeps acting like he didn't already try to steal his parents' car. Um, and then they reference that, like, Barbie's just like, come on, guys. I think that was my favorite part of the episode is when Rory or what was his name? Ben Sandwich is just like. I would be the dumbest guy in the world. Like, I'm learning all of this stuff every single week, and I'm still so stupid. And we have been hard on uh, Corey as a character for the last couple of seasons for the same reason, where we really weren't until we started doing this this podcast, mm-hmm. where we had to dissect it every single week and try to figure out his motivations every single week. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the writers of this show are just like, oh my, like, can we please address this somehow? Right. Um, and and the fact that, you know, while it would have been like an exaggerated version of Ryder Strong, they had him, like, he's shy and he wants to go to college. He loves being educated. He mm-hmm. loves learning things. And so they had him be himself only like a way exaggerated version of himself. Right. Yeah, no, it was it was so good. Um and I don't know, I just I really liked the episode. And what else? I mean, I'm trying to remember there were a couple more self-aware things that they said that was just it was magnificent. Mm-hmm. Um and and I know that it's kind of seen and I've seen people reference it as breaking the fourth wall. I don't know that it really does. It's really just um, they're really just doing these jokes and then it happens to be parallel with what's like real life. Right. So. Well, and I was reading cause I was looking up who the kids were mm-hmm. and I was reading that a lot of fans don't look at this episode as canon because of the break in the fourth wall. Mm. Um, which I think is very sad. I think it's canon. Eric went to Hollywood. Yeah. Eric went to Hollywood and there were guys that looked like Corey and Sean, but they weren't Corey and Sean. Right. It was Ben Sandwich and Schneider. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I really liked the episode. Uh, I was really fascinated to, like, I didn't look up who the writer was until after we watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was really interested to see who it was going to be. And it's it's funny to see that it was Barbie Feldman. Barbie Feldman? Was that the right that word That sounds now? right. Um, but it's just, it's funny to see how well she... Um, cares for Sean. I mean, Eric's character. 
Like she, she clearly wants people to see him differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe she just has like an affection for um, Will Friedle, where she's like, he can do so much more. Look. Yeah. But I also think like she knows the char- all the characters and she knows the story. It's like, right. it's almost like she was watching the episodes and dissecting them the same way we are. What if we go back and we find like there's a cassette somewhere where she's just recorded episodes of a i mean not a podcast what would it have been called a cassette cast (laughs) it would be funny it's just her like talking into a talk boy and she's like episode 38 tonight i'm sitting in my basement and i'm watching this episode a boy meets world she's like i'm barbie i'm the girl (laughs) and then she just waits a beat um anyway that's how i feel about this episode i thought it was really good um um, it was quick. Um, and our this episode is quick. Us talking about this episode is quick mm-hmm. because it was just boom, 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 boom. It was all content, and it was just like uh, uh, constantly moving. Right, but and it's also like nothing bothered us. Right, like it, nothing was a problem. Nothing, and nothing was super. Um, like, we didn't have to get into feelings about it or anything like that. It was just, let's fun. just chill and watch Boy Meets World. Yeah. It was very fun. Yeah. Anyway, I don't have, I don't think I have anything else to add. How about you? No, me either. Um, can't wait to see what everybody else thinks. Can't wait to see what everybody else thinks. And, and to those of you who are listening, like, we're recording this episode in April of 2021. If you're listening to this in 2023... You can still find us on Facebook. Just uh, type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar and Alden might approve you. Sometimes he takes a little while. I will approve you. Now there's questions you have to answer because we got a lot of bots. And oh, did you thing. do that? Yeah, I did, but I'm still not sure it's working. <laughs> anyway, we still get a lot of people apply and that they just don't answer the questions. So. Don't they have to? Apparently, you can just submit it without answering the questions. Oh. I never knew how that worked. Now I know. Good to know. Yeah. Anyway, um, you can also tweet at us at... at BMG and BMW at... What? At BMG and BMW <laughs> on Twitter. And you can email us at... BMG and BMW at gmail.com. That's our email address. Good job. Thanks. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we go? Nope, just thanks for listening. We love having you as our Boy Meets World watching group. Our class. Our class. Our classmates. Yeah. Yeah, we're not the teachers. We're just classmates. Mm -hmm. We're in detention with all of you. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 19. Do good. Class dismissed.